For the best listening experience, headphones are recommended. Warning. Some material presented here may be sensitive or mature for younger audiences. Depictions of violence, suggestive content, and profanity are involved. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Project Gnosis. If you are looking for something, you got the wrong house. I thought you guys needed a native for your little problem. If you guys want to investigate in my city, you have to be a bit more subtle. I want these aswangs out of my home. They have been kidnapping people left and right. He shows us a microchip. In view was a couple of ethereal ghouls who look like monstrous cross of vampiric humanoids with small wings and the faces that look similar to some sort of monkey I read in a book once. They were trying and failing to face into the complex armed with ethereal weapons. Alright, baby. This is where the fun begins. Let's fucking go! Will tell the others. And come back in greater numbers. <sighs> as much as I don't care for it, I know where we can go. I just hope Dito doesn't freak out. As sunset approaches, I can see from the window that Reina is cooking different food for the upcoming celebration. Lumpia, pancit, and even lechon she received from neighbors. She tastes the pancit and smiles as she chews it. I see Tito approach Reina and smell the food. This is really good, Reina. Your ma teach you how to prepare these? Mm. She's usually a busy woman. She's a nurse after all. I had to figure this out on my own. Still, it's so good. By the way, have you seen Riz? I thought he was working with you on that old jeepney you have. It's a work in progress. As for Riz, I thought he went to the procession with you. The door swings open to reveal myself and my companions appear into the small house. I have a large bandage over my back hidden under my shirt as Faye and Finn look around the house. Pretty fine. Reina and Ricard appear in the living room to see us. Okay, who are these people? Ah, uh, new friends. Tito Ricard looks at Reina and back at us. I will explain everything, but can I just get my guest comfortable? I can prepare some food for them. That would be best. Reina walks out and calls back. I 
hope you guys like Pinoy cuisine. Tito suddenly becomes more guarded as he looks at the two guests. She can't know about what I am about to tell you. Siyempre ka baloko, Ana. Unsay problema? Perbalang. But I can... Fuck. Giatake kay ni Aswang. Swerte ka nga, giprotektahan na ako na mong balay. Look, I am not sure what you are saying, but know this. Your nephew came to us. And those shitehawks managed to find us at the same time. We can't go back to our safe house. Oh, so you're what? Police? Especial na police? In a way. We think the Aswang bastards are planning a terrorist attack on the parade tomorrow. Tito approaches me and speaks in a low voice. Your cousin may know we are Tikbalang, but I'd rather not get her involved in this serious shit that you're up to. Do they know? They know of us. They aren't exactly typical humans themselves. I am undead, actually. So you are. So, is there anything else you need to tell me? We need old Maria. Maria? Tito Ricar waves his hands disapprovingly. Hell no. She is not even ready yet. I still have to make sure the storage room doesn't end up succumbing to spatial collapse. Not to mention, I didn't get my tires baptized yet. And I really want to get them blessed before we run over something unholy. Is this some magic vehicle? What exactly do you mean by baptized tires? How does that even work? Tito Rakar makes a shush sound before Reina enters back in the room. I agree with Faye. Really, Tito? Neither of us are even Christian. What's Blessed Tires gonna do? Resurrect in three days if they end up damaged? Drive on water? Keep the spirits of dead dinosaurs away from the jeepney in case we end up using improperly refined gasoline? That happens more than you think, by the way. Okay, food's ready. Hope you like it. I actually... <clears throat> would like to try some. I am starving so much I can eat a... Tito and I raise our brows at her, since we basically know what she was going to end on. And she knows too, because I can tell she definitely looks embarrassed. Never mind, what do you have? Come on, I'll show you. Kisutian ko nila kung unsay na ito Kinahang lang na to ang tanang tabang na pwede makoha aram mampungan ang managbo bagikansa. Mga bomba? Ginoo ko. Punto ko na ako pipila mahigala aron kamatabangan. Ang pipila ka mga tikbalang ugtaw hawang higala. Sige. Faye and Finn have the locations listed. Good. The gang has been waiting for places where it can strike the aswang. They have been evading us for far too long. We notified the local police that we will take care of the Aswang. As for your cousin, she is looking forward to watching the parade with you. I won't be available if we are going to give the Aswang a thrashing. Then you best have a good explanation why. <sighs> what a week. Reyna, Finn, and I are eating dinner together. Reyna looks at Finn. Thanks for trying out my food, guys. Mmm, mmm, no problem. Mm, very delicious. Very delicious. Mmm, the and the... and 
the noodles? Pancit. Mmm, nice. He tasted more of the food as I tried my best to eat convincingly. I struggled to swallow down the lechon. It's been so long since I actually ate that I forgot how to eat. Not to mention this food isn't completely agreeable with me. You okay? I hope my food isn't giving you trouble. It's... <clears throat> Good. I just uh, haven't eaten in a while. Oh, so you must be starving. You want more? No, no. It is alright. This is enough. I have a small stomach. Finn raises a brow at me. I just shrug back. Reina just chuckles. No worries. Just happy enough to share food with new friends. Glad we're pleasant company. Yes. So just wanted us to introduce each other. I am Reina. Riz's cousin. Hmm, a good name. Finn's mine, and this, Mrs. Faye. You, I noticed you have two different color eyes. Ah, one of them is a fake. She points to her gray one tapping on it. Oh, forgive me if I am prying, but what happened that made you lose an eye? <laughs> Just an accident. Nothing special. But it's fine. It only means that my other eye is sharper than before. Don't know if that's how human eyes work. Eh, it seemed to work for me. But what about you, Faye? What's up with your eyes? Uh... Um... Uh, you see... She is one of those really hardcore gossip girls. Went as far as to have her eye whites tattooed black. Wait, what? That's so cool. Tattoos are awesome. I know many relatives have traditional types that determine their lineage. You should check them out someday. And you are really brave to go as far as having your eyes tattooed. <laughs> Thanks. I look at Finn, confused. He just smugs at me. Well, a compliment is a compliment. Well, I was wondering because I don't think a change of eye color is something typical to your undead nature, Faye. Finn and I pause. Uh, what? It was kind of obvious. I mean, I am cousin to a family of Thick Balang. Riz comes into the kitchen and looks at Reina. Hey, Ray. I just wanted to tell you I need some time alone with these people. Is there something wrong? No, just planning out tomorrow. Thought you were going to be with me for the parade. I heard it can get very crowded. I even heard people throw paint out of nowhere. Well, I am sorry. Something related to my work came up. These guys are involved. I should be done before the parade is over. It's... <laughs> okay. I am sure Tita Ricard can guide me through the parade. You stay safe. I am going to check on Tito. Reina leaves the room. I can feel her sadness. That much is obvious. Finn and I look at Therese. 
We remain in awkward silence until Finn talks. Right. So, the plan as we discussed on our way back here. You also mentioned we're going to have backup. It may not seem like it, but my tribe along with the allies of Digbalang have been doing what we can to counter the Aswang. We disrupted their blood cocaine trade, which is how they originally made their buck. But one of my own told me that an outsider convinced Ate Delisai, the Cebu Aswang lieutenant, to switch to human abductions. I don't know who this outsider is, though, but he is not of Benoit origin. I think I can answer that. A voice comes out of Finn's earpiece. I you say it? Uh, too loud. Too bad. Just checked on the details of the cyber zombies. Got to warn you guys and your friend Bojack about who's really running the show. Who the hell is Bojack? Shh. You're dealing with an anthropophagus. You're not acting the maggot, are you, lass? What the hell? Does anyone know what he's talking about? Riz and I shake our heads. Thought you were well-versed in phrasing. Just in Irish slang and anyways, quite a fancy name for the biggest baddie of the bunch. Well, he's no joke. Herodotus of the Rotten Moon tribe. His lot are involved in dark magic, in addition to being man-eating creatures. There are also a group of mercenaries that wage proxy conflicts for their clients. What makes him stand out is his practice of cyber necromancy. The same nature of magic that creates its face curse. Riz's eyes widen and look at me. I know of it. Know of it all too well. Not much to get into about that. The name basically speaks for itself. Cyber Necro what? It's a long story, but in short, his minions are definitely implanted with pinnacle tech, which is odd for the Aswan working with him, as they're enemies of that corporation. I heard of the Rotten Moon. Infamous, even by Merc's standards. My sources tell me rumors that they recently became subsidiary of the Nadir, a sister company to the Pinnacle, which both belong under the same conglomerate. They specialize in weapon development and the creation of many private military contractor groups. I know Pinnacle and Nadir like to cross over and share tech and research. I wonder if Herodotus could have taken those implants with Pinnacle's blessing. They can't be used when stolen, right? Not possible. There is a failsafe that deactivates them when used without the consent of Pinnacle. But they already have the country in their pockets. Why risk it all on aiding a swan gangs? Remember Manifest 64? I did some more research, and the bomb schematics are definitely Pinnacle's design. The ciphers used to guard information in the schematic are consistent to what the subsidiary to Pinnacle uses for security in their missile defense systems, like their Gatsby M1565 defense system. In fact, it's referenced here, having the same subroutines in its programming as the bombs, which isn't obvious to most unless you connect the dots. I know of it. That system destroyed many a swang settlements and lives in the wilderness during the government's purge campaign a few years ago. It is why many of them moved to the cities in the first place and started the gangs. Even hearing the reference to Legaspi will rile them up. Still doesn't explain why Pinnacle would be involved. The Aswang are very anti-corporate. 
Not every group is a monolith. Even their own will has their special diverging agendas despite the past. Also, the American corporations of our age are insidious in ways beyond surface awareness. Remember, they are the power that rules the Western Hemisphere now. So Yaz, Pinnacle, and Nadir's interactions might need exploring. I will keep researching on that, but that may take time. Hey, Faye, you've been awfully quiet. Something the matter? Yeah. Riz, may I talk to you in private? Wait, now? But we have to... <sighs> Fuck it. I will brief the rest to Finn. Finn smiles and lays his hand on my shoulder, then walks off from the kitchen. Riz leans on the counter. Something on your mind? Yeah. I am not usually upfront about other people's business, but if it weren't for the fact some monsters wanted to blow up the city, I would want you to spend time with your cousin. I would, but... Wait, why are you so interested in that? <sighs> to be honest, I haven't voiced it out, but... I am a bit envious of the people in this country. So many are celebrating together with family, eating together, dancing together, singing together. Well, we do love our karaoke here. <laughs> right. It is a shame the Aswang want to ruin this festival. Well, Aswang themselves are outcasts. Do the human citizens here? They have a history of being predators by nature. I pity them honestly. Considering Aswang and my kind have a common similarity in not being human. But do they have to be like that? There is no peaceful resolution to this? The government wishes to see them exterminated because of their primary nature as predators of human society. But then again, that same government doesn't trust my kind or any other non-humans in the Philippines. Though we are at least tolerated. I see. Your cousin knows who you are. Is she concerned about what you do or what is going on here? Not really. She always hopes for the best. And she had to be after what she had to deal with in the past. I was surprised she managed to get out of America before shit hit the fan there. Yeah, I am all too familiar with what's going on in the Western Hemisphere. People are trying to get out to the point of applying for refugee status. And what's your story if you don't mind me asking? I don't usually talk about myself. But I will give you this. When I see the families here celebrating the festival, it makes me wish I had a different life growing up. Bad family too? I was a bit of a disappointment for my parents. Add to that, we were from the countryside, a particular part of the land that had a reputation of strange things going on. When we moved to Beijing, rumors started spreading in the schools I have been to about my background. So you were seen as an outcast, as expected from those that don't want to understand. Hmm, maybe. I grew up with very few friends, and they eventually drifted off. My life was fairly boring. Nothing stand out. 
at least until college. What made it stand out? Something that was both the best and the worst thing that has ever happened to me. How can something be worst and best at the same time? You would know if you understand what I mean, Riz. It led to a lot of things. A little hint, it rhymes with dove. Hmm. We both remain awkwardly silent for seconds. It felt weird that I was opening up to someone I met on the same day. I guess either it's something about Riz, or I am getting more personal about why the day. It usually doesn't happen. Aside from our so-called trouble past, what else do you think we have in common? No idea. <laughs> this is the first day we met. The first thing we do is fight a spectral ducks together. Hmm. Would you prefer another activity? Like having coffee at Starbucks? We would probably be on our phones. Ugh. Hell no. Do you know how many people I encounter that do that? Yeah. So, you want to see Maria? The jeepney Tito is working on? We can later. I actually wanted to ask if we can at least cheer Rina up before we stop the Aswang tomorrow. Hmm. I know she likes to try karaoke when she feels down. I can hear some singing in the other room. I would like that. Great! Let's check the other room. Faye and I walk into the room, just as Reina finishes singing in front of the TV. Tito and Finn are lounging in the couch, clapping for Reina's performance. Hey, we just finished our chat. How well did you do, Ray? Oh, Alright, I am a bit rusty with singing nowadays, but if you like, you two could go next. Sure. How about you let Faye try? I haven't heard her sing in a while. Finn! Come on, lass. You should show what you can do. Yeah, you should. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. But what should I sing? Anything is fine. Tito, see if you can pull any song from online that Faye wants to sing. Hmm. I know what I like to sing. It's a Chinese lullaby from the northeastern region, if that is alright with you. I think I know what she's talking about. Three thousand pesos that your jaw will drop by the end, Riz. What? Hmm. Well, if it's money you're willing to lose, sure. I can see that Tito and Reina quirked their eyebrows in curiosity. Come on, I am not someone so easily impressed with singers. Those idol shows have a full range that I saw. So, not sure how Faye will impress me with her approach. I see her choosing something on the TV with a remote. A song with Chinese lyrics and a moon background. The song started playing. Hmm. Definitely traditional. Let's see what she can do.
Time seems slow after I see her turn around after finishing the song. If she wasn't undead, I think she would be blushing. I look to the others who are all smirking at me. I just noticed my jaws open this whole time. God damn it. Well, lad? Shut up. <sighs> no choice but to fork over some pesos to him. I see Faye chuckle. Well, at least she has a sense of humor. Don't know many undead that do. What makes an Aswang a monster? It's something I always mused about. Even back in my early days as Mananangal. To the average person, despite any origin story that explains our emergence, it comes back to insatiable hunger we had for another living being. Flesh, blood, or in my circumstances, an unborn fetus. Do they ask what makes Mananangal hunger for new life? They don't. After all, an evil action, no matter the context, will still remain as such to these people. But hunger is in core of all life. We must consume to live. Should a tiger or a crocodile be condemned for feeding on another animal? Or maybe because we are self-aware beings and we continue to subsist on fresh life. Or maybe because we are self-aware beings and we continue to subsist on fresh life. 
Barely, barely, is there anything else that can satisfy and sustain our being? Our bodies demand a high consumption of newly created life force, or we die. I lean on the railing of the second floor of the warehouse. I look at a picture of a man in standard priest garb before putting it inside my coat. I take a cigarette and start smoking. Bad habit, but needed to calm my nerves. The lower half of my body is walking up the stairs towards me. Slow, as always. All the implants and cybernetics recently applied to my legs is starting to feel heavier now. Last thing I need is to have Vader-type legs. But it's a big day tomorrow. The ambush by my beer balang failed. It only caused our force to retreat somewhere more secure. We don't have time to pursue them. I should have shot them for their failure. But I can't afford to lose bodies for something this big happening tomorrow. Everyone is needed. The lower half reattaches to my body, and I stop leaning while facing one of the Sibin. Everyone ready? The Sibin merely nods. Make sure you tell the other gangs stay away from Anita. I can't promise that he will not eat you. The minion nods once again before scurrying away as Herodotus walks over to me. He munches on some raw, desiccated meat of unknown origin as I dump my cigarette. I look onward as I see my Aswang subordinates and Herodotus is undead preparing for the operation. Your thralls can handle something this delicate? I doubt it. Keep your threats. The sooner we finish this, the sooner we stop working together. It is time we give 
I turn to my lieutenants among the Aswang. Everyone, time to move. The Aswang howl as they rally to me walking outside the facility to wage my war on Cebu. Project Gnosis is an MQ Media production, written and produced by Matthew Kieran. If you want to know more about Project Gnosis, check out more episodes on various podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on places like TikTok or Twitter for more updates. If you want to be a supporter, we have our website where you can join and have access to all sorts of content, such as behind the scenes. If you have any inquiries, Message us at projectgnosisthestory at gmail.com. This is Project Gnosis. More to come soon. <laughs>